everything is awesome. Welcome to this week's bonus Halloween edition of Everything is Awesome. I'm your host, Kevin. This is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. And this week's bonus episode, um, it's actually extra bonus because we have two things going on today. We have the creators of The Mark of King, Susie and Fernando, got to sit down with the first comic book creator writers uh, on the show that we've had, which is surprising because... This is, uh, we, we are like almost, what, 40-some episodes in, almost, you know, get, he, heading towards 50, and, and we've yet to have a comic book creator on. So th- there are our first comic book-related people on the show, so that was really, really exciting. It was really cool talking to them and learning about them and, and their book and um, some of their, what, what inspires them and whatnot. Uh, they actually challenged us to do something Halloween related for next year, so I won't spoil it, but challenge accepted. Uh, and uh, after that, uh, there is um, some bonus footage from our interview with the After Six uh, podcast with uh, Travis and Adam, specifically Adam. Um, Travis had connection issues with his uh, internet, and I think he ended up actually connecting through his hotspot on his phone. So, um, so at the end of the, at the end of the interview with Susie and Fernando, we're gonna kick into the bonus extra material of me and Adam from uh, After Six podcast. I think Travis pops in very very briefly near the end of it, and that's kind of when we kick it off to go into the um, normal podcast that you heard last week. Uh, and then of course uh, Wednesday, we're back to our normal schedule. Uh, not that we were off our normal schedule, but our normal episode on Wednesday uh, features uh, Cade. Aldwich, I believe I'm pronouncing the name right. Um, he is the founder of the uh, GSO, the Global Space Organization. Um, I'm hoping I got those ac- the acronym right there. Uh, and uh, we had a fascinating conversation about space travel uh, and his mission to go to the moon and beyond uh, in the first part of our conversation. So uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, really excited. I hope you guys enjoyed the special uh, Halloween edition of the theme song I put together. Um, just something that I did real quick. It's It probably could have been a little bit more polished, but whatever. Um, so happy Halloween. Be safe out there, kids, uh, when you're trick-or-treating. I'm assuming if you're listening to this show, though, you're too old to be trick-or-treating. But uh, tell your kids to be uh, safe or your niece and nephews or whatever. And uh, happy Halloween. Make uh, good decisions. Don't drink and drive and whatnot if you're going to Halloween parties on a Monday night. Happy Halloween from everyone here and everything is awesome only on awesomepodcast.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, this week we have uh, two guests on. Um, it's, it's one of those shows this week. And uh, for the we've talked to, I've had the, the, the pleasure to talk to plenty of you know, actors, authors, tabletop um, creators and storytellers and musicians. Uh, but the one medium that we always, always, always end up talking about here on Everything is Awesome is comic books and graphic novels and stuff. And oddly enough, I have yet to talk to uh, anyone from that world or at least directly from that world. Uh, so we have uh, the creators of The Mark of Kings, Susie Stein and Fernando Perez. Hopefully I did not butcher your name on the show this week. Thank you for being on the show, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. Thank you for having us. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, you, you guys came across my, uh, my desk and uh, I was super interested in talking to you guys because comic books is 
something a graphic novel or something that I'm really uh, into, or at least was back in my younger days. Harder to do when I have kids and other responsibilities, but um, so let's let's just kind of get right into it. What got got you guys into um, wanting to create stories through the you know the 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 comic slash graphic novel medium? Uh, we were just looking for ways to get our stories out there. We write and we were making small films, short films, and a web series. And uh, Fernando had pitched his original script to a couple of people. And one of them suggested, we'll make it into a comic. Because there's been a lot of comics that have been um, made into films once they have a good following. Plus, Fernando and I both read comics and enjoy that medium. So it just seemed like a good fit, another way to get our stories out there. What what what's the origin point for you guys in comic books? Is it you know as kids, or did you find it later in life? Uh, me, I found it later in life. Um, I grew up in a small town, and we really didn't have a comic book store. The only comics I really saw were like in the magazine section of like you know your grocery store. Um, and even then, you know, my parents say, put it back. We're not going to pay for it. So, um, so I get only get through like the first couple of pages. Um, yeah. what really got me into it was, um, you know, I'd see like, you know, super friends, Saturday morning TV, um, friend of mine found out Ken Rockcop, uh, was actually one of the writers for that TV show. Um, and so I, that was my introduction to superheroes. But what I really became fascinated was when I saw Christopher Reeve portray Superman on the big screen. And I saw him fly and I was just in complete awe that there's this actual person and he's really flying. And that got me even more into the uh, not so much the the superhero um, aspect of it, but the comics. There's a lot more stories where these people have incredible abilities and these awesome backstories. And that's what really got me involved in with comics. And I I do love the art. Um, I, I think I got into comics in college. Um, I think my parents pretty much thought it was for kids. <laughs> so I got into it in college and I've just been a huge fan of the art uh, for me as well as the storytelling. Yeah. I'll tell you that's um, similar for, for me, I guess in the sense that like it, it always was as a kid, not so much my, my parents or anyone that was responsible for me, but it was my peers that were like, Oh, comics for kids. Like I read, when I was a kid, I probably I didn't I didn't read anything mainstream. I read um like Bart Simpson and Run and Stimpy and, and silly little dopey <laughs> comics like that. Uh, I think every now and then I got something like legitimately you know like DC or Marvel across across my desk. But um and then when I got older to like pick my own stuff, it was when kids were like, oh, you don't want to be like it wasn't it wasn't 2016 like in the in the late 80s early 90s. Uh, if you read comics, it was not cool at all. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. You were a nerd. You were yeah. antisocial. You <laughs> you didn't have a girlfriend or boyfriend or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and you know, I always point to this as the indication of, of how the world's changed. In December, when Force Awakens came, uh, came out, we had a commercial with a kid who built an RT2, uh, R2-D2 unit to ask a girl out on a date to go see Star Wars. Like, it's just amazing that in 20 years, the world's flipped. Oh, yeah. I, I remember my mom making me an R2-D2 uh, costume for Halloween by putting two of those round... Uh, laundry baskets together with a hole in the middle <laughs> nice. she covered it in tinfoil so you know i fernando and i are proud members of that club yeah my my parents didn't know what uh what star wars was um 
my dad thought that a Tauntaun from Emperor Strikes Back was like a uh, deformed horse, you know? So I was like, <laughs> what is this? I don't understand that. <laughs> so you kids and your wacky creatures. So. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, again, and it wasn't necessarily my, my parents that, that got me introduced to Star Wars. I, I'm a, I'm a, I was born in 84. So, uh, my uncle, who's a couple years older than me, um, more, he's more like an older brother. He, he, he introduced me to that world. And I remember just like, I was probably about nine years old or so watching the first Star Wars. And it's, it's just such a magical moment when, uh, you know, for any kid really to start watching that movie, I, I sat down with my son and watched it and like uh, a little less so than I would like than I would have hoped the, the, the joy he had. It took a couple of viewings to, to for him to really get into it. But um, I'll blame the fact that he's four. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. He has to uh, nap now. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he's not he, he he did turn around, though, and he's he's a big fan of um of Han Solo. So like that. That won me over. I was like, "All right, okay, you're picking the right guys." And he's uh, he's starting with episode four, not going to the prequel trilogy or anything. Yeah, stay away from that. <laughs> um, so, uh, with with uh, now, are you guys the the artists too, or are you just writing the book? Uh, we are the creators and the writers. Our artist is uh, Matthew Fletcher, and he's based out of uh, Connecticut. Uh, our colorist is actually Robert Grove. I think he's also in Connecticut as well, too. And our letterer is uh, Alexander Lugo, and he's in uh, L.A. Okay. And we're in Ari- Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a lot of that's impressive to to get uh, that team together with all the different time zones. A lot of uh, typing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with because um, Phoenix is. I, I've been there a few times. Isn't that the the is Phoenix the, the place that doesn't really have daylight saving times? Like, it's always just the same time? Yeah, no daylight savings time. Yeah, so that one's real wacky because it's either, for me, it's either two hours behind or three hours behind. Exactly. <laughs> and people always get it confused. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what, it was, I couldn't tell you what it is. Um, I don't ever, I used to travel out there for work or all over for work. And uh, it was always, that was the worst place simply because of the time issue. Other than that, I loved it. Um, the only place I know where you have to have your AC on when you go Christmas shopping. Well, you know what's wild is uh, I live in, in Philly. I'm in the Philadelphia area. Uh, and last year was the first Christmas in my lifetime in 32 years uh, that I had to turn the air conditioning on uh, because it was that hot in on the East Coast. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it, it was it – was, uh, there's one mindset of like, oh, cool, like it's not snowing, it's not cold, it's like a, just a nice, cool temperature, uh, or, or I guess warm temperature. But uh, Christmas Day is the one day I like to see snow at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We never see that here unless we go up to uh, about two hours up north of uh, Phoenix and Flagstaff. Oh, see, that's great. Like that's that's uh, ideal for me. Like if I was, if I could have it my way, it would be snow. Christmas Day, and then let me be two hours away from it. That way, if I want to go there, it's just a it's a quick day trip, you know. Yeah, get get away from it before it starts to melt. Yes, exactly. So, uh, you, let's talk the story for the Market Kings. Um, it's it's very um, it's it's an interesting story. It's 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 a, a take on the vampire uh, genre that uh, is pretty unique. I think. I I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I, I would I have to agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, where did this story come from? Is this is this what you were trying to do for a web series or film, and then eventually just turn to comic uh, books? This uh, stemmed out from a story that I was writing when I was back in uh, back in college, back in the early '90s, actually, and um, and the story changed quite a bit. So, you know, I, I did retain some of the names of the of the characters, um, and it was just something to pass some time when I was. Um, in college, in my free time, because um, I wasn't a drinker, I wasn't a big time potter, potter year. I was just, you know, in my room. I was, you know, a lobo solo, so um, dateless wonder. So I wrote this. So I wrote this story about this vampire who just uh, one day decided to go out, and uh, he fell in love and got a girl pregnant. But vampires aren't supposed to have kids, and so it's like written in the scriptures that he's supposed to be this chosen one this uh this leader of all the vampires and so that story changed over time to where now no one knew that he was a uh a king you know the chosen one and so it just turned into a story now where politics was involved racism was involved you know families were involved because you have half reason now people that were vampire um human that are now vampires some love it, some hate it, you know, and it just and it just grew into the story that we have right now. But I think the interesting part is there's, um, yeah, these people are vampires, but they they have the same fal- uh, foibles as we do. They have the same desires, the same. They're greedy. Um, they are. They fall in love. They care about their family. They don't sparkle. Yeah, no sparkle. <laughs> So it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like they just happen to be vampires. And I think that, that raises a lot of interesting uh, story for us. Yeah. I, I like that. That's uh, something that you don't see a lot of, um, you know, mixing, um, you know, some sort of genre uh, beast or whatever, vampire, werewolf, zombie, whatever you want to say. Uh, you don't see that, um mixed into like oh they're just like another sect uh of humanity or or uh, you know the planet this is earth kind of like the house of cards but with vampires oh my god you sold me. that's that should be the tagline <laughs> like that's how you sell it that's how you tell people to read a you know a graphic novel it's it's house of cards but with vampires there you go uh it's it's interesting um i do have to ask because i've never uh i i like you know, a lot of my friends, you know, we talk about who we like uh, as writers and, and, uh, and artists and whatnot. Um, who's some of your favorite, uh, comic book writers and, and artists. We, we like Mark Wade, huge okay. fan of Mark Wade, Bob Layton, who I just, uh, every time I see McCon, I stalk him, love him. Oh yeah. And, I think um, there's a restraining order. Actually. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if not, it's in the works. Uh, Matt Fraction is, uh, okay. And uh, just love him. Really interesting. And then we just, um, I started reading the uh, Spire. Um, just happened to be standing next to their table when they were signing. Um, so I, I just, you know, anybody that's interesting, I think. Um, what's the one I was, I started reading Federal Bureau of Physics, where the, these people head out to find out why gravity stopped working in one particular spot. Um, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah, and I have to agree with Susie on that. And then, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Kurt Sutter. 
Yeah, Kurt Sutter. Yeah, um, I like his new one yeah. a lot too. Um, and some of the same ones that Susie had mentioned. And film wise, I'm I'm a big fan of David Goyer. Okay. I I love Christopher Nolan stuff. Yeah. Um, I like great. David Mamet or Mamet. Yeah. I'm not sure how to pronounce <laughs> it, but uh, the things he does with words and is, Aaron Sorkin. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I just I love words, and I I think the things they do to him is awesome. I um I've grown to and and again I'm way behind in a lot of my my uh, comic book graphic novel reading, but um, Scott Snyder is someone that I've really grown to love uh, through. Um, when and when they rebooted DC a few years back uh, with the New Fifty Two, his Batman yeah. run, yeah. Uh, I, and this is I don't it's, God I don't even know how many it's been it's been at least probably three or four years at this point, but uh, the issue five on that just not only the writing but the art from Greg Capullo uh, is I, I still talk, I was just talking about it the other day with a coworker of mine why it's my favorite comic book ever because it's it, it makes he makes you feel like the madness that that Batman's going through by you having to physically turn the comic book to read it uh, because it's, it's just this madness of, of, of the storyline that he's in right now. It's, uh, it's, it's one of, it, it, it was one of the, as a single issue comic book that, that like really kind of showed how legitimate the medium has become. Oh yeah. 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 We also like Scotty young. I forgot. Um, I have a signed, uh, print of his. Uh, I hate Fairyland. I just I love Scotty Young. All right. So, Market Kings is uh, is it available? When is it available? It's available now on our website at entity dot com. E n t i t y e y e dot com. It's available um, at um, what's comic book store? Uh, comic book stores here in Phoenix. Uh, Silver Star Comics. Uh, we'll be talking to some other retailers here soon. Right. We also are going to be for Second Friday in Mesa at Gotham City Comics. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just at FanFest. We're going to be at Mad Monster early next year and then Monster Palooza as well. But um, if you can't make any of those, uh, it's on our website. Yeah. And also uh, we're taking a look at Amazon too. Yeah, we're going to try to put it up on Amazon. Is this a uh, like a, a single run, um, or is there is this going to be an ongoing book? Like um, this will be this will be ongoing. We also have some other stories that we want to put into comic, but Margaret Kings this this storyline will be four issues, um, okay. but the story continues with some new characters, and some of these characters will be recurring as well too. Um, but you know, we have another story um, that Susie's working on right now that we're looking into developing um, to put it into come form and some other ones in the pipeline so yeah. uh yeah so we're we're good we're good to go yeah it's just, <laughs> just a matter of finding time to write we just yeah. um we yeah. film as well so uh yeah it's just you know yeah hopefully and, this side job will be a full-time job yeah, soon one day uh, that's that's the dream for for me too whether it's this the the, the podcasting or uh you know I, I have a huge interest in uh filmmaking it's it's i mentioned my the guy that i like for comics but i'm a huge kevin smith uh fan and uh yeah when it comes to filming i mean i, I the podcasting i mean i started podcasting right around he started as well just by ha- happenstance uh but over the years i've fully kind of like 
taken on like a Kevin Smith persona and and mindset and um yeah it's I have all this great things written down it's just finding the time and money to uh yeah, to, no to kidding. get it all done. <laughs> yeah, no, we did we just entered the uh 15 second horror challenge. Oh, you know yeah. what? I I don't I saw that somewhere. I don't know if it was I don't know if um it was sent to me or if I saw it on your site or or, or on Twitter or something, but I did notice that. So let's talk about that real quick. Oh yeah, well that took nine hours to film and it was fifteen seconds. So when you when you mentioned finding the time, yeah, we totally get that. So nine hours to film a fifteen second story. Well, that was the thing. We we basically our um our MO was to actually make it a story, despite the fact that it was fifteen seconds. Okay. We felt the best storytelling it has a beginning, middle, and end. <clears throat> excuse me so that was the first thing that it just we felt it had to have a story and um we were lucky enough to film in a real operating room and we only had nine hours so then oh, wow. kicked us out <laughs> yeah so we used every bit of it um and I, you know we're, we're happy with the results how how challenging was it to just write or or you know come up with a concept of a 15 second story well, Susan's so the one that came up with the story, and she pitched it to me. Um, and then we reworked it, and then we talked to our DP, and he reworked it. And, you know, trying to up the tension. Um, it's it's uh, bright in an operating room. There's plenty of light. So, you know. Nothing's trying, hidden. Yeah, we're trying to scare people in broad daylight, as it were. Okay. So um, I think we, we took it seriously like we would any short we were filming. And, um, you know, just to... Again, make sure it wasn't just a series of images was important for us. Yeah, I, you know, it, I, I, as I remember reading up on this, and I was like, this is such a cool challenge to. I sent it to my my partner, and I was like, we need to try to do something like this because it would be a just a fun little challenge. But it's nine hours. That's that's uh, to get fifteen seconds. That's a, that's a big commitment. I uh, I applaud you for that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And we, I mean, we had, you know, Amazing. makeup that was, you yeah. know, that was applied by um, David Ayers, David Ayers, who did Battlestar Galactica, yeah. worked on some parts of Star Wars, and he just happens to be here in Phoenix. So we took oh, full cool. advantage of that. And then oh, cool. our DP and editor, um, Joel Kay, um, is a perfectionist. So we made sure, you know, the shots would fit and, um, you know, just we, we just like I said, we took it as seriously as we could. I think everyone had fun, mm -hmm. but I think by the end of the day, people were running home. Yeah, our sound guy <laughs> was really good too for adding the the music and some of the sound effects in there. Christopher Newmeyer also here in uh, Phoenix, and I think he did a really good job because without the sound, when we were watching it, it's like, oh, it's okay. And then he added all those sound elements into there, and like, yeah, this is really good. Yeah. And, you know, made a huge difference. It's yeah. amazing so, what, what sound can do for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just like I said, I think for us, it was important. It had a beginning, middle and end. And I think, you know, it's it's all subjective. The only ones we have to please is ourselves because we just can't please everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but I still want to win. Let's put it that way. Yeah, of course. Uh, so can can people watch that online yet? Or I guess that's going to be after the fest. No, no. The, the nice thing about the competition is uh, once you enter and they accept it, you can um, put it up. It's more publicity okay. for the festival. So it's um, on our um, uh, Facebook page, Entity I, or it's on our YouTube channel, Entity I. Um, yeah, take a look at it and, you know, feel free to tell us what you think. It's called yeah. Pandemic. Yeah, it's called Pandemic. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a key element to have in the in the plot. Yeah. It's called we'll, we'll Star be, Wars. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> we'll be sure to have um, a link to all all this great stuff in in the show notes and stuff too. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Pandemic uh, on Entity Eyes uh, Facebook page or YouTube page. Check out the Mark of Kings on the website again is EntityEye.com. E n t i t y e y e dot com. And uh, go support that. Support indie artists and indie comic book, uh, you know, especially um, that you know how much we love that medium here. Uh, and indie especially is something we love to plug, plug, plug away at. So go support some great indie artists and, and writers here uh, if you uh, enjoy everything that we talk about here because, uh, you know, it, it would be great for them, great for us. Uh, guys, thanks for doing the show. Oh, thanks for having Thank us. you for having us. Appreciate it. Yes, not a problem. Uh, for everything is oh you know is there any other plugs that you guys want to get out of the way for your, yourselves uh, well I'd like to uh, uh, present a challenge that you enter the 15 second horror challenge next year okay. and we will and we'll have a little private side bet as to who does okay. better <laughs> okay I, when, as soon as you started that sentence I was like oh my god I got like two days to do it <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I'll make it fair next year <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's, you know what? And uh, I will accept that challenge. I will let uh, my, my partner know that we have a, uh, just over a year to come up with a, a concept and film it. Exactly. Okay. Very cool. Uh, thanks for uh, the, ch- I love that because um, for, for international podcast day, I threw out some challenges out there for people to just sit down and, and talk on a microphone, whether it's your phone or whatever, because it's such an easy medium. This is you know, maybe not what I'm doing right now necessarily, but for the most part, podcasting is just another form of storytelling. And, and it's, yeah. um, it's, it's a challenge that, you know, again, being the, the slightly uh, thinner version of Kevin Smith, uh, you know, I tell everyone you should just record, sit down and record. You have a phone, you can do it. Uh, anyone can literally do a podcast. And I think I'm of the mindset, the more people that are doing it, the better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Okay. Again, thank you guys for being on the show. Uh, check out The Market Kings on EntityEye.com. Check out Pandemic on their Facebook page, EntityEye, or on their YouTube page, EntityEye. Uh, for Everything is Awesome, I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. You can find us on AwesomePodcast.com. We've been awesome. I had shut down the live stream and all that, so and Travis is going to the bathroom and then he'll be in, so... That's fine. I uh, I was I was a couple of minutes late myself because I was uh, people were talking about uh, the New York show that well the screening that's on before us. So I hopped in to self promote and self indulge. Nice, in my crap. Nice. So yeah, he's he's taking a he's relieving himself in the men's restroom and then he will be he will be by directly. Not a, not a problem. Yeah, I. After probably about five to ten minutes after we disconnected Zencaster yesterday, I saw his file pop into my Dropbox mm-hmm. uh, at eight minutes. So it's definitely his connection yep. is what's affecting Zencaster. Yeah, but I wonder if, and maybe he can't download it until it's done uploading. But um, I wonder if he can download the file on his end first. And then you know, just email it to you, to you if you know you guys use Zencaster. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, we're back to recording via Skype now, so um, that you know that's definitely helpful. Um, but like 
this episode that we just recorded, like it's all, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough for me to put it together because his internet's still kind of jacked up. So there was like parts where he was dropping out and stuff. So it's just kind of a pain. Yeah, that's um, that's the, and I mean it's only a benefit to a degree uh, in Zencaster because like it won't break up in the final production, mm-hmm. but. I mean, clearly, there's got to, you know, there'll be moments where we say, what was that? Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I just hate, like, I don't know how, you know, this is really my first time. So I went on um, uh, Poorly Summarized, and that was a little bit different of appearance because they're not, we don't really talk about, I mean, you do like a brief discussion um, about, you know, our podcast, but then mostly you're just doing their show. You know what I mean? Like they've got yeah. segments and bits and stuff. So this is really the first time I've sat down and really had a, a lengthy discussion with another podcaster, um, which is interesting yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's how this show started. And I don't mind talking about this before we officially start, because sure. I've probably said this on numerous shows, but like the, the original concept for this show, like at this point, almost three years ago, two and a half years ago was, to be a you know, um, uh, podcast about podcasts, basically, and I, you know, I, I took that from Kevin Smith's Batman on Batman, mm-hmm. the original interpretation of that, and I was just going to talk shop with other podcasters. But at the time, two and a half, three years ago, I was like, well, that's going to limit. Like, once I blow through all my podcasting friends, like, who's going to want to talk to me after that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I did not, and maybe it was because I just was never. Uh, I was I was never concerned with anything else but my own show back then, mm-hmm. but like I didn't know how tight the podcasting community really was, or, or maybe it wasn't three years ago. But like, I'm part of the, uh, the Philadelphia. Where are you guys from? Uh, Indiana. So so I'm in Philadelphia. We have this. There's a group called the Philadelphia Podcasting Society, which they also run the the podcast best. And like joining that up, that's like a super tight group. And I mean, we it is a lot of like just self promotion in there, but there is some discussion of like, hey, like let's have a meetup, or hey, let's uh, you know, I I, I want to do this. Like, do you guys have ideas? So there's some collaboration going on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely like, I mean, I've met so many people from there that I now consider friends. And uh, awesome. so yeah, I, but but because at the time I didn't like think I could just live off of podcasting i uh the show turned into to what this is which is me just talking to interesting people um who or, or anyone i find interesting at the very least uh and like i have yet to do it but i i want to sit down with my buddy who lives in alabama because we've had talks about like the southern culture down there and he lives close to a county that in and i mean at the time in 2010 still had a sign that said if you're colored get out of get out of the town by dark fall yeah and and that that blows my mind as just like i don't know as a a person that lives in the in the 2000s like it's crazy that exists so it's insane so yeah that's so so that's where this show came from but then i found out like mainly my guests have been podcasters um just because that's it's I don't know just because that's how it happens. Yeah, I I think that you underestimate also perhaps the because um, you said you thought you'd run out of shows, but to be honest with you, man, I don't think you would. I mean, there's so many like just in the Potter family alone, 
there's so many, there's so many pods you could interview or talk to, or, you know, um, and, and it would even be bad to have repeats on because like, if you, you know, let's say you did, uh, cause didn't you guys have st- uh, stuff that matters with two guys that don't, didn't they come on your show? No, some... we had tattooed bananas. Tat- Is that who you said? Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm thinking of. You had tattooed yeah. bananas on your show, but like even if you had like tattooed bananas come on, and then like two to three months from now, that's a fresh interview again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's another like they can come back and totally talk shop and you know whatever. And um, I think people would still be down with it. You know, they'd still be yeah. Into it. And the beautiful thing because like the there is I guess an interview hidden in the conversation somewhere. Mm-hmm. But because there's so many wild tangents that happen during the course of this show, like there's we simply like a lot of times we don't get to anything really. Like we get to maybe the bare bones of what like your your podcast or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So like I I would say almost every guest I have I've had on I could probably say there's an easy hour or two left in that conversation yeah, easily. Um, and like I I desperately want to have. And I, I, I'm going to wait until probably a, a, a year mark, but I want to have Aaron McGathy on again because we literally did not get into anything. Like we talked a little bit about her, her origin and uh, like what made her want to be a, a live performer mm-hmm. and then went on, on a half hour tangent about Ireland before she had a uh, split. What a great episode, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. That one is, that's still my favorite, uh, still my favorite episode. Yeah. Uh, it's, and I think why I like it so much is because I, I like left the curtain open and pre-recorded like that pep talk in the beginning, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. So there's something about that that I really like. That I like you you because I, I instantly switch from scared little boy who's about to like talk to one of his idols to uh, to like podcast Kev. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I think Travis came in too. I think, yes, I, think he's in. I see him in. But it looks like I can already tell that his microphone's not working because his little... Oh, maybe right. that, there it is. He's getting it. He's got to get the proper amount of background noise going before he starts recording. So he's got to turn... <laughs> some, there he is. There's the man. Nice. Nice. I'm just going to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to... Actually, Travis, if you want to talk a little bit, I'm going to I'm gonna monitor your... It's not Uh-oh. us, dude. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not us, man. I promise you. All right. Well, we all have blue bars, so that's a good thing. So Zencaster's working, as far as oh, I'm concerned. Remote VoIP failure. Uh oh. <laughs> Error just popped up. It didn't pop up on my side. That's interesting. I just got I just got a pop up menu that there's a error of some sort. But okay. I don't know what it is, but I think I think it might have been Travis's audio. You know, cut his uh, internet cutting out or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and he's gone. Goodbye, Travis. Oh God, it's. Bye bye. So, so is that how it sounds when you guys do your show? Yep. <laughs> how do you guys get it done? Is... Uh, see, I think you're starting to understand like what I have to go through to get that show out. Because I cut it, I cut it, edit it, put it together, and then publish it. So, it's a job. I... I do, I do have, and I'll wait till we start the show proper. But I do have questions because uh, oh, I listened to, I listened to a couple episodes today, and and don't don't you don't have to commentate on this because I I want to I will commentate it during the show. Okay. But I didn't realize that you guys went back to two two thousand fourteen. If that date's accurate, it is. 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's interesting. Okay, cool. Um, we'll uh, we'll see how he sounds when he gets back, and if he just keeps dropping in and out, we're gonna have, we'll, we'll just do a show around that. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. Uh, let's see. I'll ask him. I'll text him and see if he's coming back. You know who else I'd love to get on uh, as an interview is um, is uh, Kate uh, and Jeff from Super PV Time. I see. So I I haven't listened to that show yet. Oh my yet. god, dude. It's so good. It's so it's, good. I've been um, – see, it's, it's such an issue because I've been, like, binging these tabletop RPG podcasts. Oh, those are awesome, too. Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. way, I'm super jelly that you got um, David Steele and the crew on your show. Oh, you you can easily get him on. <laughs> There's jealous. no way he'll say no. Well, I, I guess – okay. I mean, fair enough. Like, perhaps that may be true. Like, you know, if I just, like, asked or whatever, got a hold yeah. of him, was like, hey, would you come on the show? I'm sure that he would or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is that, like – uh, for you did it first, and uh, yeah. secondly, I think he was more familiar. I don't know. I just I had this. I guess where my envy comes in is I felt like he was familiar with your show and liked your show. Um, yeah, I, I, he came out to our live show, right? In Philly, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's that connection, and then like you know, and then he came on. You guys seemed like you guys were good friends, and like, it's, well, I think I'm a little jelly there, but <laughs> there, there. That was the first time I ever talked to him. Was was oh no, nice. uh, okay, yeah, right I mean, it's, uh, save through Twitter. I mean, we we chatted through Twitter here and there, but. Um, no, I, most of my guests are, are, are people that I, I have never talked to. Oh, um, yeah. If I, if I had to, if I had to put like a percentage on it, I'd say it's definitely like probably 75 or more percent. Oh, wow. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. Holy no, moly. I, uh, yeah, there's cause the, the people that I, the people that I know that I would like, would want to talk to, like, they just don't want to do it. They <laughs> They're like, why do why do I want to do a podcast? No, I'm not going to talk. Well, at least you don't have to explain what a podcast is anymore. I, I guess that used to be the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's we're finally in that world where um, people should get it at this point. Though, though, I at my current work, there's still people that are like, like when I talked about when I talk about a podcast because like you know it's, that is my main form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. They're like, so I, I've heard this term, but can you explain what it is? It's really interesting too because you would. Uh, I let's see. I was listening to uh, a show, a super like popular, not an indie pod whatsoever, like super commercialized podcast. Uh, I forget the name of it right off the top of my head, but um, basically what they were. Oh, it was this week in tech? Sorry. With, okay. Uh, this week in tech with um, Leo Laporte, and okay. he were, he was saying that like they call their show Netcasts because they feel like podcast is kind of owned by Apple because like you know it came from iPod podcasting yeah. casting to a pod, uh, iPod. And so they felt like calling their show a podcast was a misnomer because that's an Apple term. So they call their show hmm. Netcast. That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I would not argue that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, the only my only argument against that is that I just it's for I call everything a podcast. Like I've, that's just what everyone calls it. So I just I don't think I would ever remember to say I'm going to be like that guy. And, and right. Well, it's kind of like so, it's calling soda Coke. Like all the people people that call yeah. anything that's pop or soda, they call it Coke. Same idea. Is that yeah. better? Because te- that's a lot better so far. Oh yeah. Okay. So far, so good. All right then. Did you, yeah. go, did you go to somebody's house that has <laughs> actual internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I turned on my fucking hotspot on my phone, so I'm not sure how reliable that's going to be. You're genius, dude. No, that was genious. Why didn't you do that for our fucking show? <laughs> Why'd you wait? To- <laughs> awesome. Because we're on a good. I'll, I'll be interested. We're going to be on a good podcast. I want to step it up a little bit. 
We're going to be on an actual award-winning podcast. <laughs> Whoa, not, not yet, not yet. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this works because I've always, like, at my work, a lot of people complain about, like, th- their phone hotspots. And, like, I have to explain to them, well, this is this is why it's not as good as using your, your home internet. Uh, but because your home internet's so bad, mm-hmm. I, I just wonder. Faster. It's definitely faster than his home internet right now. <laughs> For sure. So how does this work? Do we like do I mean, do you just like I mean, are you going to give us the drop? Or are you just going to like, should we just hang back in the back? I mean, if you guys. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kick off. Down. I'll kick off the intro. And then if you feel like I mean, if you cut in, you cut in. But you'll, you'll hear when I say, okay. when I say welcome to the show. All right. Um, and uh, yeah. OK, I'll, I'll kick it off proper now. OK. 